Hi, this is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to Let's Train Your Brain podcast and this episode about embracing disappointment. Today's episode is about disappointment and how we can learn from it. And I'll, I'll tell you a bit about my recent disappointments just to give you some insight from for where I'm coming from. First of all, I will, though, however, just apologize for my nasal and my my throat. It, I'm very congested and I've been sick the past week, I think, at this point. So I just apologize if I'm coughing or sound a little, little off. That's just the reasoning why. Anyway, I have two disappointments lately that's been on my mind that I like to share with you guys and kind of share with you how I embrace it or rather try to embrace it. So the first is that my business haven't been growing to the numbers that I wanted this year. And then secondly, I applied for a job I really wanted that was in the field that I want to go into, which is counseling. But I wasn't chosen as I didn't have experience in one of the skill sets that I acquire for the job. Rejection, disappointment, and the feeling of not reaching our goals brings disappointment to the table. And throughout life, it's inevitable. Disappointment is inevitable. I even dare to say that it's both essential and healthy. But once it hits, like it did with me recently, how can we navigate and actually embrace it. So today I'm going to share a couple of steps that um, helps for me that are very hands-on that you can easily do yourself. So, and if you're new to this podcast, I just want to tell you this is, this is first of all, a safe place. This is a place where we, you know, train our brains together uh, but really what it's like, what it is, it's a place where we can learn from each other, um, sharing tools from psychology, from coaching, life experiences. So I just hope that you are, you know, with an open mind today as we are entering into this episode and that your shoulders are down and whatever, you know, stressors is going on in your life that at this point, at least you can just kind of slow down and be fully focused if you're walking, working out, sitting down. Um, so yeah, let's talk about embracing disappointments. So the steps that I've taken, uh, I'm going to go by step by step. So the first step is that I talk to my thoughts. I don't know how your thinking and thoughts are. Um, and I even watched a documentary yesterday from Hawaii about spearfishing. It was really interesting. And the spearfisher, she said something that I thought was really good. Everything is a mental hurdle. And she said this in relation to not freaking out when you're deep down and you're running low on air. And I think that's so interesting because everything in life is a mental hurdle. 
you're struggling or not necessarily just struggling, but it has to do with our mindset. It has to do with our thoughts. How do we handle the situation? Talking to my thoughts. Most importantly, what that means is to not run around in circles. You know when you think about it without finding a solution or make peace with something? Your mind just keeps spinning. I remember I was dating a guy in Hawaii when I went to college there. And he was not ready for a relationship and had a lot of mixed signals. And uh, it made me question a lot of things. And I felt unsafe. And it really made me think. And not just think, it made me overthink. And it was very frustrating and very draining. And the issue was that I kept thinking. I never really found a solution or an answer or a way to handle it. I just kept on overthinking. So this little tiny issue became a huge problem in my mind. It just <clears throat> kept spinning. So what, what do I do? Specifically, what do I do? What I do when I'm talking to my thoughts is that I question the thoughts that are running in my mind. So one thought I had was all the jobs I applied for in Norway that was related to human resources and all the jobs I applied for here haven't really had any luck. The ones that I've gotten interviews with if I wanted to wasn't really what I wanted. And the thoughts that could easily come was, I don't have what it takes and I'm not good enough. So what I do at that point, I question these insecurities. Is it true? Is it true that I don't have what it takes, that I'm not good enough? No. Why is this not true? And then, you know, X, Y, C, it can explain why that's not true. It's imagining your higher self, pretty much your best version of yourself, talking to your inner child, inner wounded child, your insecurities, that kind of stuff. That's often what happens when we get really vulnerable, right? We start questioning, doubting ourselves. And so what I do, I, I talk to the thoughts. <laughs> Excuse me. So that's the first step. The second step is to let go of the thoughts once they come back. Because unfortunately, it's not like because I talk to them that they automatically will go away forever. Especially not when I'm disappointed and it hurts. So what do I do? I let them pass. I acknowledge that this idea of not good enough, being good enough comes. I know what it comes. It's my insecurities. But I don't suppress it. I don't shove it under the rug because what happens is that at that point, it just grows into this big issue that's, that was, you know, that becomes worse than it was at the beginning. I allow it to flow through. Imagine a fish that sees bait. I'm the fish and I choose not to bite. <coughs> because at that point, it will simply go back to those unnecessary repeating thoughts. And that's just simply not helpful. So I understand that they're coming. The thoughts are coming. I see them. I acknowledge them. I know where they're coming from, my insecurities. But I don't do more than that. I say hello and I say goodbye. Sometimes it takes... I have to do that many times. Other times... The thought just kind of dispersed because I don't know if you've heard this, that whatever thoughts you feed, they will grow. It's pretty much like not feeding it. Same with the fish. It's not eating the bait. 
Step three is having a supportive community, sharing what's going on in your life, asking for prayer, your religious support, whatever is needed. I will say when it comes to community, it's imagine <laughs> it's going to be a lot of images here today. Okay, so imagine you're a fence. You're the foundation of your fence. Then you get those like support sticks on each side. The support itself is not what's necessarily like keeping you alive or I think what I'm trying to say is that you're strong enough, first of all, but sometimes we need support. It doesn't mean that they are what's keeping you alive, what keep, what's keeping you strong, but they're keeping you stronger. Does that make sense? <coughs> I think it has a, a bit to do with like the thought of like being dependent on others. Um, it's not that you find your inner value because others tell others tell you that you're beautiful. You had that inner value yourself. You know that you're good enough. But it's nice to be validated by others. But you're not like living off that validation, if that makes sense. So. Having a supportive community is very nice. Just sharing what's going on. And it's really helpful. I was talking with my friend on the phone the other day. And, <clears throat> and she said something that sometimes it's just about hearing the voice of your friend. And I really like that. And I think even that's just a way of showing support. And especially when we set goals. It can be brutal to see that, you know... You're not accomplishing what you wanted to and for me that brings me over to the fourth step asking myself what I can learn from the situation so from this situation <clears throat> what can I learn I can learn that the strategy I have for my business hasn't been it's not a strategy that is optimizing my business it's working to an extent but it's not helping me become not necessarily aligned with my goals, but it's not taking me to where I want to go. So that's something that I'm learning. With a job, I'm learning that sometimes we simply don't have the skill set because that's not a part of our journey so far. And <clears throat> you can't really control that unless you gain experience from somewhere else. There are things that are out of our control. <coughs> Excuse me. That's what I can learn from the situation. And that's very connected with step number five, which is what action steps can I make to move forward? So for my business, I'm realizing this strategy is not working. Step five is more specifically, what can I do? The same is for my job. What can I do to move forward? When you're asking yourself these questions, they're more practical. So what that means is that instead of this disappointment being all emotions, you're being a bit more rational about the situation as well. And that helps us take a step back. And that is very much connected to the last step, which is to show yourself grace. Just to realizing that you're not always going to reach your goals. And that's okay. I believe in goals and dreaming and aiming for something and I'd rather fail and then try again because the thing is 
you fail and try again, then you never really fail. You just, there was an obstacle on the road and then you figured out a way to move forward regardless. I feel like asking ourselves all these questions really help us not be so narrow-minded. It gives her, it gives us a bigger perspective. And we realize that life is not this one, this, this one disappointment. It's bigger than that. This disappointment is a little thing that means a lot right now. But, and it's okay how we're feeling. Like I said, the last step is giving yourself grace. And if that means that you need a day off, take a hot bath, do nothing, and that's okay too. For me, I had to shed some tears on my yoga mat. I was frustrated, annoyed, but even more sad. And it's okay to feel those feelings. I'd rather really feel those feelings than not feel anything at all. And I think it's beautiful because what it means is that I'm invested into something. I'm determined. I have a vision for where I want to go. I'm not there yet, and that's frustrating, but... Still, that means something, and it's important to me. It's okay not to be where you want to be. It's okay not to be perfect. Perfect doesn't resist, exist. It's okay. The question to ask is, is how can we use our current situation for our own advantage? For all we know, when one door closes, another opens. An example is that if I didn't injure my knee when I went to college in Hawaii, what happened was that when surfing, have to move back to Norway because of insurance issues. <clears throat> I wouldn't have met my husband in Norway at that point if I didn't move back. And because I didn't get this job that I applied for, I'll find another job. Because I have experienced the vulnerability of being disappointed, I'm sure you have also experience the vulnerability of being disappointed disappointed we can better have compassion and empathy when others are going through their own challenges in life another perspective is that it makes us stronger it's not the disappointment itself that makes us stronger but it's us getting through it that makes us stronger that doesn't mean that i welcome disappointments i don't like them but i know it's a part of life you know, disappointments, feeling of rejection, not reaching our goals. But the thing is, the way that our brain works is that when we have already experienced difficult challenges and disappointments in the past, we are reminded that this too shall pass. We learn by experience how strong we actually are. Embracing disappointment is challenging. But as we do, we become less narrow-minded and we see the situation from a bigger perspective. For my business, maybe I needed to really pivot, find a better strategy. In a sense, it's actually giving me fuel to keep on going and even do better. <coughs> it helped me to have a bigger perspective. But it also made me realize that, okay, this part is something that I'm struggling with. My business, finding a job at this point, those are two things that I'm, I've experienced feelings of disappointment and I'm, you know, I'm challenged within life. But at the same point, I can look at other parts of my life and be really grateful for it. My marriage, our living situation at this point, 
there's a lot of exciting things that are happening. I got accepted into grad school and I'm not saying that we should suppress the negative going on and it's kind of like, oh, don't think about the negatives, focus on the good things. It's, it's not, that's not what I'm saying, but it's more so taking a step back, looking at everything from a bigger perspective. So I'm still acknowledging the struggles and the disappointments and the feelings that I'm feeling, but I can still have a sense of gratitude for the things that I do have. If that makes sense. Feeling disappointment means that we care about something. We're invested and it matters to us. I think that's beautiful. Feeling the highs and the lows instead of going numb. Embracing disappointment will look different for each one of us. And it really depends on disappointment. You know, infidelity looks way different than not getting the job that I wanted. But they're both disappointment. But I really hope that throughout this episode, you know, I've just shared two of my recent struggles. um, That the way that I'm kind of handling those issues that that can be of help for you. And I really want to emphasize that even with knowing helpful tools for difficult situations, that doesn't automatically mean everything will be simple and a way to fix it. It simply means that in our hurts, our struggles and disappointment, we have the tools to help our healing process. Because it really is a healing process. It's not, you know, you you feel a certain way, you say some magical words and then suddenly everything is fine that's not how it works it's it's a process and so these negative thoughts that are coming to my mind i talk to them like i said i let them go i question them and then you do that over and over it it simply is like building a muscle then eventually you go stronger and things that used to be hard are now easier in a sense it's it's like I'm coaching myself. It, it really is related to my profession. Um, I'm coaching myself to get unstuck from these thoughts and to keep on growing and really training my brain. That's really what it's all about. It's hard work to grow and there's a lot of growing pain within. But here's the thing. If I wouldn't have done these steps when I'm feeling disappointed, my mind would have gone spinning, right? And there would have been equally as much pain, rather more pain. And the thing is, It would have been prolonged if I wouldn't have been intentional with how to embrace these disappointments. And I think that's the same for you. Either we choose to work on it now, or we will get to a point where we have to work with it regardless. So it's just kind of you're choosing when to do it. All that to say, I really hope that this was encouraging. And I really hope that You know, you don't get the feeling that there's just this one way of doing things. I don't believe so. I'm simply just sharing my my own experience with what has been working for me the past years. And that doesn't mean that I don't question myself, that I feel negative emotions about myself. Yes, I believe at some point we all do. But these tools are more so a way of self-love for myself where I work with my mind and my thoughts. And they're helpful. I really see uh, a good 
resolved. I feel good about it. Even in this disappointment, I have a lot of gratitude. So I really hope this was encouraging. And I really want to thank you for just being here today, tuning in. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Time is really valuable. And I really hope that this was a value for you today. So I want to thank you so much for being here. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Um, and that should be it for this week. I'll see you next week. Have a good one.